Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers for all things Hannibal, including the books, the television shows, and all of the movies. We also talk about various forms of silly underwear. Brace yourselves for best wishes. Hello and welcome to the Disdump Podcast, the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Uh, as always, I'm your host, Miles Trout, and today I am joined by Lisa and Paige from the Near Death Dolls Podcast. How you doing, dollies? Oh, we're great. Good. Welcome. So great. Welcome. This has been uh, a long time in the making, it feels like. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Definitely. So today we watched Silence of the Lambs, but first, a brief history. The Silence of the Lambs is the 1991 film starring Jodie Foster, Anthony Hopkins, and Ted Levine. It is an adaptation of a novel by Thomas Harris. Jodie Foster plays Clarice Starling who is an up-and-comer in FBI training. She is tasked by her boss, Jack Crawford, to have a series of interviews with Dr. Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Hannibal Lecter is a psychiatrist and a cannibal who has had many notorious crimes and killed many, many, many people and eaten parts of their bodies. So he's in jail, and they send an FBI trainee to go and pick his brain. Overall, their goal is to try and figure out who the serial killer Buffalo Bill is. They're at their wits end and they're trying to figure it out and they think the best person to figure it out is Hannibal, so they send her in to try and extract that information. Then they begin a relationship of quid pro quo, where Hannibal gives her leads to investigate, but she has to share stories from her life. The film is a serious psychological thriller. It won five Academy Awards, including best film adaptation of 1991 this movie is fantastic the books are fantastic you need to go and check those out if you haven't consumed them because they are some of the most wonderfully written powerful psychological thrillers out there check them out all right so uh what made you ladies pick this movie Oh my god, it's like my favorite movie ever. It's just so well done. Yeah, I um it's been one of my favorites since I was like 13 years old. My mom told me to watch it and I was like, Psh, I don't think this is going to be any good and I watched it and I fell in love and yeah, been in love ever since. Your mom told you to watch this movie? <laughs> oh, for sure. And then she gave me the book. She's like, "Here, now read this." And I'm like, "Oh god, yes." That's awesome. I did too. I mean, my mom didn't tell me to watch it. She was kind of like, "It's a good movie. You can watch it." But she was watching me like this is pretty advanced horror stuff for you. And I was like, I like it. <laughs> my parents had a pretty, uh, I came from a broken home. So my dad's 
was like, your mom just lets you watch whatever you want. You can, I don't care. Just watch it at my house too. And my mom was like, your dad just lets you watch whatever you want, but you can just watch it at my house since he'll let you watch it anyway. So they both just took this <laughs> position that the other one was the bad guy. So I got to watch whatever I wanted for the most part. So ex- with the exception of the movie Hannibal, I remember my mom was watching that and she paused it and turned to me and she was like, you need to not be in this room. You cannot watch this as the only movie she ever said that about. And it was probably because uh, Ray Liotta's brain gets eaten at one point. Oh. So I think that was too much for her to handle. So she assumed it would fuck me up and it probably did. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I saw that, too. But I feel like that came out a lot later. Was that 2001 or something in that neighborhood? Yeah. So mm-hmm. many years later. When uh, when you proposed this podcast idea to me, I was like, you know what? I'm going to just run through the book again. And I ended up rereading the whole series except for Hannibal Rising since then. So I'm like super Hannibaled <laughs> up right now. <laughs> nice. Nice. Perfect. I want to reread the book. That's a good book. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And it's a pretty short read too. Like it, it looks like a lot, but each chapter is only like four to five pages long at most. So you can just blow right through it so quick. What do you guys think of? I'm I'm the worst with names. I'm just gonna put that out there now. Jodie Foster. What do you guys uh, <laughs> think of Jodie Foster's performance in this movie? Stellar, fucking stellar. Oh, sorry. Can I say the F word? Absolutely, you can. Okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> sorry. I was like, wait a minute. This isn't your death dolls. We <laughs> might not have the same rules. <laughs> so yeah, she is amazing. And I learned today, and you guys might have already known this, but I learned today that she wanted to buy the rights to the movie and make it herself. That's how much she loved the book. But when she went to go buy the rights to the movie, somebody else, somebody Gene Hackman, thank you, Gene Hackman, Hackman went and bought it before (laughs) she could, and he was going to be Hannibal Lecter. And I was (laughs) like, no, no. Or Buffalo Bill. But I couldn't imagine him, you know, junk tucking. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't either. I can't either. He would have been terrible. <laughs> so I'm glad he didn't get it. But yeah, so she was like lobbying to get that part. And I'm really glad she got it. And like Michelle Pfeiffer or some of the other girls they wanted, like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, that wouldn't have been the call. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. No, I thought she did a great job uh, bringing the West Virginia feel. And uh, she played uh, a very vulnerable character. And I felt like she portrayed that really, really well in some of those scenes. Um, But she did great. Wouldn't have anyone else. Yeah, and I know this, uh, this film won Best Picture. But I feel like she was definitely nominated for like Best Actress. Wasn't I I could be wrong. Yeah, okay. She won, yeah. She and Hannibal, or Hannibal Lecter, oh my god, Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. He's basically Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he won, too. I uh, mm-hmm. I read a thing, actually, where he was talking about like the heights and lows of his career, and while he appreciated all the clout that he got for playing Hannibal Lecter, he felt like he was typecast for a long time after that, so he kind of counts it as like a low point in his career that... He then was just everyone thought he was some crazed serial killer, like to bite people's faces off and shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, don't we all? (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) He did such a great job. He really did. Like, oh, I was blown away by his performance. (sighs) Dang it. Technical malfunctions. 
You look cute today. Oh, thanks. So do you. Your hair's all curled. I like I tried. it. I tried. <laughs> we don't usually see each other, Miles, so we're not used to this. We're like, oh, faces. Oh, okay. Um, do you guys like live close together or do you not so much anymore? It's been a long time since we live close together. I live in California. Oh, shit. I'm in Texas. I thought you were both in Texas. Okay. I grew up there. So, you know, I'm a Texas girl. Gotcha. Yeah, I've, I'm born and raised in Pennsylvania, so I'm pretty much as far away from you guys as I can get. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, actually, we I live super close to Baltimore where this uh, takes place mostly. So that's pretty cool. My girlfriend's from Baltimore. And awesome. they, uh, the people of Baltimore say that this is based on a real dude, but there's lots of different, like, conspiracies on the internet like oh it was based on ed gain or whatever mm-hmm. and if you read the book the author says it's based on like a pack of dogs he watched like rip something apart once so it's it's kind of up in the air as to where the character really came from but they say there was like what? a real life uh therapist that was killing his patients in baltimore and that was what it was based on so i don't know what i'm talking about i could be making this shit up but that's what i hear so <laughs> It sounds really cool. I didn't know that. I just assumed it was based on like a, you know, a real life serial killer or an amalgamation. That's what it seemed like to mm-hmm. me, like a mix of a bunch of different serial killers, include like both Hannibal Lecter based on a bunch of different serial killers and Buffalo Bill mm-hmm. based on different serial killers, like the more intelligent serial killers and the more erratic ones. And I feel like the way that they, like, kind of built Hannibal up is, like, she was walking with Chilton down into the basement of the prison, and he just, like, everyone the, oh, the whole way is, like, this dude's a super genius, he is gonna know everything you know immediately, and, like, I think that was actually really clever storytelling, because instead of her just walking up and experiencing it and letting the audience draw their own conclusions, they're like, listen, this is a, a serious, serious character that, and I feel like without that kind of precursor, this character wouldn't be nearly as uh, important to cinema and book history. I feel like without mm-hmm. everybody around, all the characters around him, like respecting him for being crazy smart and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they set him up very well in that movie. If they had like just thrown him into the first scene and had him throughout the whole movie and like not set up his character or anything it would have been kind of like okay I guess this is cool but you're right the way they set it up and they only filmed him I think he's on screen for 23 minutes or something some ridiculous low number for a main character did a great job yeah I think limiting his screen time actually brought more to his performance Because everything that he says and does is very highly analyzed by you, whoever's watching it. And uh, it it just makes every little detail way more important than if he had had a ton of screen time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you would have felt too familiar with him if he was on screen a lot. Right. And I think that's kind of where, like, the TV show, there's, like, it wasn't the greatest TV show ever made. Don't get me wrong. I love the show. But Hannibal is on screen almost as much as the main character is and i feel like that kind of takes away from the mythos of what he's able to do and how he performs especially since he's like with all the characters at one point and then the next day they find bodies that he staged and stuff really elaborately and it's like how did he do that now he doesn't look sleepy i don't know did you guys see the the show at all (laughs) 
I watched the first three or four episodes. I couldn't get through it. I'm sorry. It was dumb to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, I really Paige. Like- I mean, it kind of... It was okay, but also I was watching with my husband, who's like, I'm not really into this. I'm like, okay, we don't got to watch it, so. Yeah, the first season's like a procedural, and I'm not into shows like that. And the second season, it goes buck wild after that. But, like, the first season is you have to get through all this bullshit CSI wannabe stuff. I was not super (laughs) into that, but... I like Mads Mikkelsen a lot, but yes, yes, that's the old. That's the reason I wanted to watch it, and he did a really good job. I mean, he's got that same calm demeanor that Hannibal Lecter did in the movie. Just like calm, smart, like a therapist, but scary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did a great job. But I couldn't. The rest of them, I was just like, ugh, God. <laughs> yeah, and the show has like one of the worst endings of any show I've ever seen. So like, it's, does it? <laughs> it's got that Dexter syndrome to it. But most shows, most shows have a dumb ending. Unfortunately, true. Yes. Um, So did you guys both read the book? Yeah, I read the book years and years ago, so I can't remember many details, but yeah, I did read it. The Buffalo Bills character in the book is like so much more detailed and so much more time is spent on him that like, Mm -hmm. I think the movie translated it pretty well. But at the same time, like, there's a whole chapter where he's just, like, struggling to mount skin so he can, like, tan it correctly. And he's, like, talking about the process of it and shit. And I remember I was sitting on the beach reading that the first time. And I was like, ooh, feeling a little queasy in the sunlight right now. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to crisp up a little. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, in the book, I remember they even talked about his either his mom or his grandma that starred in black and white pornos something like that and he was idolizing her yeah i I forgot all about that you're right yeah that is definitely something that came up i also figured out like this is probably not very interesting but i'm gonna tell you guys anyway um the uh so i have a an app that the library has i wanted to listen to the audiobooks because i can listen to it while i'm working or whatever and they have abridged versions of the audiobooks that are only two hours long so it's like virtually the same as the movie so i listened to that and i was like they're missing a lot of shit out of this book right now and uh yeah they did that for all of them so i listened to the abridged versions and then i like read the actual books which i enjoyed but yeah the abridged version of this they cut out almost everything that buffalo bill did like he was hardly in the book at all jane mcgum um, James Gum, yeah. Uh, Did they abridge it for content? Were they like this? We're gonna make this PG thirteen? No, it was more like a pacing thing. They wanted it to just be quick, oh. quick, quick. It it really legitimately was almost scene for scene the movie, but oh, yeah. oh okay. Because like I like the Han- the movie Hannibal best out of all these in the series, but it is by far the least good book. Did you guys read that one? Yeah, I've read all the books, but. I'm surprised you liked the movie Hannibal. A lot of people do not. Oh, I love that movie. I think Gary Oldman steals the show. That's probably what it's all about for me. You just said the magic word. I love Gary Oldman. He's the man. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't like that one because even though I love Julianne Moore in other things, she's no Jodie Foster for Clarice Starling. I mean, she, she brought a charm to the role that was a little bit too shiny for me. Like, you're... Not that Jodie Foster isn't beautiful. She's beautiful. But in that movie, they made her very 
plain looking and it was part of the character and then julianne moore came and she was all gorgeous shiny red hair you know <laughs> and she's just like she's struggling but she's she's doing okay and it's like i don't know it just wasn't the same feel for me with the jodie foster character i can agree with that for sure yeah because it, it's definitely different i don't i wonder why jodie foster or didn't jump jump in on it you know what i'm saying Go ahead. Oh, Miss I know. Trivia. You know why? Jody, yeah, Jodie Foster turned down the role because she thought it was stupid. Basically, she read the script and she's like, this is it. Because in the original script and in the book, Hannibal, spoiler alert, I guess, guys, um, at the end, Hannibal Lecter and Jodie Foster, Jodie Foster, oh my God, Hannibal Lecter and Clarice end up together, like. Mm-hmm. Like romantically, right? Like yeah. romantically. And so they were going to do that in the movie. And Jodie Foster's like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. This is like <laughs> sand pandering. I don't know. So she made them change the end. And she was still like, I still just don't like it. She didn't want to do it. So they had to find somebody else. Mm. Yeah, because the end of the book is pretty rough. Like it, everything about the end of the book defies the whole series. And that's why I was like, uh, the book is not my favorite. But I really like the movie because Gary Oldman's a badass and we get to see a lot of Hannibal and like it's a globetrotter. You're over in Florence and shit. Oh, I love that movie. But we're talking about Silence of the Lambs. So yeah, um, <laughs> uh, what are your favorite scenes from this movie? Go for it, Lisa. What you got? Put me on the spot. Gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I love right when um, Dr. Chilton's taking Clarice down to see Hannibal and they're talking. And right when he shows her like the picture or he shows her the picture of um, the nurse that got her face bitten or everything. Uh, I love how there's like red lights and it's like this dark, evil kind of like hell feeling. Cause they're going down, there's red lights, but then there's Barney and good old Barney and his like white coat and everything. is just like, kind of like the, the nice guy. And he's, I, I really liked him coming into it and kind of breaking up that scary bit. And then she goes down and she walks down the hall and she sees the other guys in the cells. And I like how each of the different um, inmates had something else going on. There was one that was just kind of like, he 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 then there's migs you know just being migs crazy ass <laughs> and and then she gets down to hannibal and he's completely different the lights are on in his cell you can see him very clearly there's no bars there's just the glass and i love that scene just because it takes you through so many emotions like through color and lighting and everything so that's that's one of my favorites i agree man you feel like you're there when she's walking down that hall or like when she's in the elevator with Barney and his big old smile. I love Barney too. He's just so sweet. (laughs) Like, what are you doing there, Barney? Get a different job. Exactly. And I like how, you know, Hannibal respects Barney very much and isn't, you know, tormented by Barney and they have this mutual respect, which I find just very nice. I like, I like some good respect amongst criminals and, and then the good people. So. Yeah, I do, too. I like their relationship. They're, it's mm-hmm. briefly mentioned, but I like their relationship, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, it's, that's another um, thing that's really fleshed out in the books, too, is the relationship between Barney and Hannibal. And Yeah. Yeah, so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, My favorite scene is probably in, I mean, this is the big scene, but it's at the closer to the end of the movie. It's when Clarice and Hannibal Lecter are talking, and she's kind of snuck in to give him his pictures and she's like trying to get him to answer her questions and he's trying to get her to answer his questions and she explains the whole silence of the lambs bit 
I just love that scene so much. It's so intense. The acting is incredible. The way they're looking at each other. It's like a romance that's scary as shit. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> Let me tell you the like sexual awakening of 13-year-old Lisa of that one part where he reaches through with the file and he like brushes her finger. I was like, oh. I know, me too. I was like, oh, more. <laughs> Tingled. <laughs> Tingles. And it's bad. It's not a good thing, but it's still like so sexy. I don't know. It is. And then it's such a small intimacy, but it's still just like, whew, like I'm blushing right now. I know, me too. <laughs> Miles is over here like, what the fuck? I, I didn't expect you to say anything you're saying, but please go on. <laughs> oh, it's warm anyway. in here. Yeah. I know, right? That's- that's just my favorite scene. I just love it. There, I love all the scenes between the two of them, which there aren't very many. But that one, is, I love the ballroom. I love his cell in the middle of it. I love the cops that are watching him. I just love that whole scene right there. Oh, fun fact about some of the cops, some of the SWAT. One of the SWAT team people, I wrote it down, is Chris Isaac, the singer slash actor. Really? No way. Yes, yes. Him. I Googled it when I saw it at the end. I'm like, Chris Isaac, huh? Is it the same Chris Isaac? It is. And then um, Daniel Von Bargen, he is the SWAT communicator, and he was um, the other like police chief in Super Troopers. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I love Super Troopers. He was the, oh, he was the actual police chief, and they were the highway people, right? So he was. Yeah, the, the other. Uh, police chief and he was also in malcolm in the middle as the commodore i think and i liked yeah. him in that too but but yeah i recognized his face i'm like i know him from somewhere and super troopers and malcolm in the middle but yeah little cameos Jeez, i gotta go watch it again <laughs> yeah, really i didn't know any of that that's crazy mm-hmm. i was just yeah, listening really to chris cool. isaac today he does that song wicked game the yes my favorite song of his yeah so good um my favorite scene is, like, weirdly enough, it doesn't have Hannibal in it, but when she goes into the you store it garage thing with uh, the Scrooge opens it up for him, and yeah, mm-hmm. it, I love that scene. It's got so much, like, the first time I saw this, I was like, I have no idea what I've just gotten myself into with this movie. This is about to get crazy, and she finds a head in the jar and shit, and this movie came out the year I was born. So the fact that like the special effects and stuff were so good, it, it still like blows my mind. I was sitting there watching like how crisp the camera shots are and stuff. I was oh beautiful filmmaking for sure. Oh, I agree. That is so funny that you said that because I was like, okay, what's my favorite scene? That was one of the first ones that popped in my head because I love her interaction with the guy who owns the storage place, and he's mm-hmm. like, my driver's in there, but he's not gonna help you. <laughs> <laughs> And then when she's like about to roll under the door, she's like, so if anything bad were to happen. I like how she laughs at it a little bit like, <laughs> like, oh, shit. Well, this could go really bad. Here's the number. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> just could, yeah, I love that part. I don't know why that guy looked like Scrooge, though. Like, that, I'm like, why did he have to look like Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, you know, the, the part with the head in the jar... That forever scarred me. So, like, now I cannot look at a woman that's been out, like, partying too long and has fake eyelashes on and it's hanging off her eye. Because that's what it was on the the head. That, like, fake eyelash was hanging off. And I'm like, (laughs) So, whenever I see a girl and her eyelashes aren't, like, on all the way, it freaks me out. And I think of a head in a jar. (laughs) 
That must be a girl thing. I don't know. I mean, I kind of am the same way. Whenever my girlfriend's putting on fake eyelashes, I just immediately flash to the head in the jar. Okay, so I have a question for both of you. Of the two songs that are kind of featured in this movie, the Tom Petty one, the American Girl. Right. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. And the Goodbye Horses that's played when Buffalo Bill's dancing in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you. I see you. <laughs> um, which one is your favorite of those two? Oh God, <laughs> probably American Girl because I feel like I can't ever listen to the other song without thinking of <laughs> playing with the nipple rings yeah. and putting on the lipstick, and his kimono and everything. Yeah. <sighs> yes, and uh, yeah. Ugh. I'm definitely of uh, the similar belief. Like I can actually hear. American Girl without being like it puts the lotion on its skin but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, would you fuck me? Please, I'd, fuck me. So I'd fuck me <laughs> <laughs> his little necklaces on there I love his necklaces too oh yeah he um, had the um his necklace one of them was Venus of Willendorf did you notice mm-hmm. that? I noticed that just for the first time watching it a couple days ago and I'm like oh very interesting isn't it? yeah the little fertility statue yeah mm-hmm. with, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I I didn't notice that either, that you're bringing it up right now. So it's like a fertility statue necklace is what you're saying. Yes. It's a very, very yeah. old uh, symbol. It's it's basically like a very <sighs> Rubenesque outline of a woman, and it means fertility. So yeah. he's wanting to change and, you know, go through that process. Not because he's an actual, uh, was it? transvestite or transsexual but but because he just hates himself so much he has to be something else doesn't really matter what it is that's just what he's chosen to be Mm -hmm. yeah yeah interesting um i would say that goodbye horses is my favorite of the two but the the reason i bring it up is because when in like 1997 or 1998 my mom was a secretary for like this highfalutin ceo guy and he he was a good boss and but he would ask her weird things like Hey, um, can you research this one I was in the office for helping her do filing? I was like in middle school or elementary or something. And he's like, can you research which songs in Silence of the Lambs that Buffalo Bill dances to? (laughs) And my mom was like, okay. (laughs) And she was like, do you mean the Tom Petty one? And he's like, no, 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 no. The other one, the one that he's dancing, you know, he's naked and dancing. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) jeez. That just always stuck with me. I was like, really? He wants that song? And I was just telling Miles before we started that today I found that song on YouTube and I was listening to it on repeat and I love it. It's a good song. I mean, it's an 80s song and I love 80s music. I can't divorce it. I can't. I see him dancing when I listen to the song. So you just had that image in your head all day. You're just walking around him go, oh, would fuck me so good. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I heard it at a restaurant once and I was like, I thought they just made this song for this movie. I don't think I've ever heard it the whole way through. Maybe that time, but. Well, I have, but only recently. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they go to the Smithsonian to identify the bug, right? Let's talk about Death Head Moths a little bit. So I actually have been to the place where they filmed that, like the Smithsonian in D.C., so mm-hmm. that that place is freaking huge, but the bug exhibits there are like 
enormous. I don't know if there's anywhere else in the world that has like the kind of bug collections that place has. So it's kind of cool that they went somewhere that I've actually been like a lot of the places in the movie I've actually been actually. But um, yeah, so and they're like playing bug chess and stuff. Apparently, she was supposed to find the one dude super attractive and the other one is the one who hit on her. But I'm like looking at these dudes like she is way out of their league. So I don't think they did that very way. well. <laughs> was that from the book or is that something in the script? Because I, did, I didn't catch on to that either. I was like, what? It was actually <laughs> in the book on multiple occasions. She like thinks about him and is just like, I wish that he had asked me out and not the other one. So, but oh. yeah, he uh, he gets a picture with her roommate named, I think it's Ariadne. Is that? Uh, Ardelia. Ardelia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So apparently they hook up at the end of the movie, but not in the books. Um. So anyway, Death's Head Moths. You notice that I'm wearing my cool shirt, my my Silence of the Lambs yes. shirt. Uh, do you have you guys ever seen Death Head Moths in like real life? No, no. I don't know if it's because of this movie or what, but they now fly around in Pennsylvania, Maryland, and West Virginia. Like that is, they do exist in the United States now. And uh, oh, this is a way longer story than I need to tell. Uh, I we <laughs> took in a homeless guy many years ago when I was like early 20s and he was obsessed with the Hannibal movies and he lived in a room that had a balcony and he would just always leave the door open and a death's head moth flew in one time and it sounded legit like there was a pigeon in the house they are so big and it's just like like everywhere it goes is so so loud and it's like a small bird like you could catch it in your hand it, it, like they're so big so yeah the the idea of being able to keep them hidden is <laughs> unlikely because they get to be like four inches long. They're huge. So, yeah, if, if you ever get a chance to see them, they're pretty neat looking, but they're kind of scary as they fly around your head and shit. <laughs> that scared me when you were just doing the sound effect right now. I was like, oh, I'm not even afraid of moths. That sounds scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had lots of weird bug experiences with the homeless guy. But anyway, what's up, Kevin? Hope you're listening. Um <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> There's so many elements of that story. I, I kind of want to hear later, but uh... yeah, I mean, feel free to ask. I'm I'm an open book, but <laughs> well, no, I wonder now if people watching that movie started importing in death head moths, and then like they somehow you know get out into the public. Now it's like an invasive species up there. Mm -hmm. So it seems Dang. probably because of the movie. Yeah, but they're so big, something's got to eat them and be happy that they're around. You would think. I don't know. I don't know anything about A bird, biology. maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably some birds. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, big like, birds. stroking moths in the movie. And if you, like, touch a moth's wings, like, that's it. That's a dead moth. Like, they can't fly after that. And he should know better if yeah. he's the guy who's like, I love moths so much. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great impression. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's got, like, that weird cleft palate kind of sound to him for no reason, but... It's like a real like deep back of the throat kind of mm -hmm. voice that he does. And if you hear him in other movies, he kind of still sounds like that. <laughs> yeah, right. he's like a police chief in the show Monk. I don't remember, know if you guys remember that show, but I mm -hmm. couldn't take that show seriously because I'm like, I know what he does when he gets home and it's not pretty. He's <laughs> Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he dances Same. around naked. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, um. I had uh, a fact about those moths in the movie. I don't know if you guys heard this. The moths they use in the movie are not death head moths. They are called something else, something like, oh, damn, I, I don't know what they're actually called. It's like a, 
more common moth and they put little sleeves on them with the death head on it mm-hmm. instead I, did, I read of that too yeah down. yeah that's interesting because they were definitely smaller in the movie than they are in real life they're huge in real life so oh, yeah. i wonder if that's why they did it i don't know why they did that i was like why bother using other moths that you have to create a whole sleeve for (laughs) and put it on them very delicately (laughs) like that sounds very complicated maybe real death heads are just too strong (laughs) final (laughs) (laughs) they're not good actors (laughs) they're divas they're divas right they're gonna bring all the drama well um how about this i think this is probably a good spot then to take a little break and hear from some ads and stuff And when we get back, we're going to play a fun little game that's 100% not related to Hannibal in any way. We will be right back. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition and fitness goals. Trust me, I know all about nutrition and fitness, okay? Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about their ingredients, and that way you know exactly what's going into your body. There's no additives or any of that other stuff that they put in, but not Naked Nutrition. No additives means that your body is getting more of what it needs, and I suggest checking out the Vanilla Keto Fat Bomb. I know I'm gonna. It sounds fucking awesome. So right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code POD. That's 10% off using the code POD for first-time customers. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. Star Wipe Transition! Hello, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Disc Dump Podcast, where I am speaking with the near-death dolls about Silence of the Lambs. So thank you to the near-death dolls. Their show is awesome. You guys should all go check it out. It's They got the paranormal. They got the true crime. They got it all. So go ahead and check them out. You will enjoy it. Um, I also want to say that if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that PP in there. It's important. It's an important little PP. On Twitter, I'm at the disc dump. On Instagram, disc dump podcast. Again, that little PP is important. On Facebook, of course, there's the Disc Dump Podcast page. I'd appreciate it if you'd follow that. But there's also a group called the Disc Dump Podcast Fans Group. And that's where I post a lot of stupid memes, announcements, etc., etc. Alrighty, and I want to give one last shout out to the Spy Hards podcast. They do spy themed episodes, obviously, and they talk about movies. So they're talking about James Bond. They're talking about Men in Black. I don't know if they've talked about Austin Powers yet, but I hope to someday be on an episode where I get to talk about Austin Powers. That would be awesome. Anyway, the Spy Hards podcast is what we're talking about. So check them out on your podcatchers, I guess is what the lingo is the young people use. Anyway, so uh, yeah, back to the episode. Bye now.
So, ladies, are you familiar with Wish.com? Hells yeah. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. So, Wish.com is buying junk directly from China. That's the whole premise of it. But they sell everything. Like, you can buy a scarf. You can buy shoes. You can buy tiny action figures. Uh, you can buy silicone torsos to have sex with. You can buy crack pipes. You can literally buy anything. So, um, what I find most amusing <laughs> about this is that the bizarre products they have, they fill up the name, comp- as many letters as they can put in, they will put all of them in. Like, they'll completely monopolize the name of what they can call something. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, uh, we're going to alternate back and forth and we're going to see if you can guess what something is based on the, uh, the name of what I'm reading off to you. Sound good? All right. Yes. That sounds hard. I know that wish is notorious for that. Wish is (laughs) wild. It's, it's the ghetto of the internet. Like it is wild. Uh, (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's start with Lisa. All right. So I'm going to read what it is and tell you how much it costs. And if you want, I can read it again. So this is men's adult one piece short sleeves, baseball bodysuit, button crotch romper pajamas, $10. I would imagine this is some kind of, uh, what's it called? Like the gymnast wear. Like a, what's it called, Paige? You know what I'm talking about. Leotard. Like a leotard. Thank you. I feel like it's a men's, like, leotard. I, I don't know. How close am I? Uh, you're actually pretty close. If you will open the email that says best wishes one, you can see the attached image is the men's adult one piece <laughs> short sleeves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> baseball bodysuit button crotch romper pajamas. So um, describe to me what you're crotch looking at. romper. <laughs> So this is a um, this is a an adult size baby onesie, <laughs> that's what it'd be called, and it literally says in blue lettering, "Daddy's little boy," and has like little baby toys all around. And the dude in it, I don't. Do they actually put real people in these? Because I'm looking at the backside because they show you the backside, and is he wearing a diaper too? I can't tell. Uh, it kind of looks like uh, it. it. From might the be back. For- fetishist it's probably see-through yeah. so they do put like underwear on them so that you can't quite see their dicks so mm-hmm. but yeah and it unbuttons i'm not at looking the bottom. that hard but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it, but he looks very serious oh, and very like clean he's like cut i've been a like... naughty boy <laughs> yeah. daddy <laughs> Ooh. Good for him for really uh you know <clears throat> dedicating himself to this role <laughs> Yeah, he came in and was like, what do you need me to wear? I'll wear anything. This ain't so bad. (laughs) It's maybe comfortable. (laughs) I mean, I think it's cotton, maybe, right? All righty, Paige. Are you ready for yours? Yes. So this is men's Siamese pantyhose, open crotch, net tight stockings, Teddy's bodysuit stockings, men's one piece stockings, fishnet socks, $4.52. Would you like to hear that again? No. <laughs> She's like, God, no. Uh, it's a lot of, they talk about socks and fishnets, so I'm thinking it's like pull-on, like, thigh-high tights. Um, you're not entirely wrong, but if you will take the time to open the email that says best wishes to. Oh, they're not thigh-high. <laughs> they are, they're nipple-high. They nipple-high. Yeah. <laughs> they go over oh, the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, there, it's 
it is crazy. So I'm trying to, okay, let me try to describe this. I've seen these for women. It's like a full body fishnet suit that covers the man. There's like a, you said a teddy, right? So it looks like a teddy, but then it also extends up and is a suspenders over the guy's shoulders. (laughs) And it exposes his abs very well because there's like <laughs> crisscrosses in the middle to show off his nice six pack. And there's no well, way that's uh, not an actual person. Like they definitely paid someone to put that on. <laughs> yeah, yeah but like no. <laughs> Jose, can you go in the back and just put this on? Sure, no problem. But you know what? I feel like these were made for a woman and a man just put them on. Maybe except for the crotch piece. Maybe they just like <laughs> thumbtack that on. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. It, they're just stretchy fabric, so it could be for anybody. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> Me, oh, my. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they uh, – I don't know if you've ever ordered anything from Wish, but it'll look like this, and what you'll get is a fishnet in a bag when you order it. So, not that I've ordered this one, yeah. but <laughs> – Well, say, how do you know? <laughs> I, I order a lot of crap off of Wish.com, but – oh, man. Okay, I okay. I can't believe I just, like – picked a lot of underwear themed ones i apologize i have all kinds of them crack pipes you name it but i ended up on underwear themed ones i guess for this i i just picked them randomly perfect perfect for near death dolls (laughs) (laughs) lisa these are sexy men's elephant bulge briefs underwear pouch tea lingerie underpants shorts three dollars and 67 cents oh my okay so i think it's like i'm thinking it's kind of like boxer shorts that have like the the animal on the front, like an elephant, and then in a special pouch for the member. <laughs> Holy crap, you got it right. If you look at Best Wishes number three, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> Whoa! There's no animal, though. I guess if you went for the gray, it could be like an elephant. But You could put googly eyes on the gray one. <laughs> Why? Um, wow. So many questions. It. Is there an opening at the tip I don't know. of the pouch? You can't tell because their hands I know. are on it. The guys are all like just like, you know, directing the, the boat, yeah. you know, uh, the oar steering there. Steering the boat? <laughs> steering the boat. Go left. Go right. Sorry. Themselves. Starboard. 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 <laughs> oh, this is fun. Oh, wow. Well, I know what my husband's getting for Christmas. <laughs> All right. It's only three dollars. It's only it's three dollars. Christmas present. Man, you're giving me so many good ideas for my husband. He's gonna be so appreciative. He will call you and thank you. <laughs> He'd be like, What are you showing my woman? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Paige was there. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. And Sam walked by. My boyfriend walked by and saw it and kind of gave me like a. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was watching him the whole time. Like, oh, I can only imagine what this dude is thinking right now. He thinks it's hilarious. I'm sure. Well, Paige, gotta have a good sense of humor to date. Me. Uh, this one is. It's really something unique. Uh, this is douche metal enema syringe shower cleaning head. Thirteen dollars. Oh my goodness. I'm assuming this is like a detachable shower head, but it said like what can you repeat that? A uh, douche metal enema syringe shower cleaning head. Oh my god, so is it like a, a syringe type? Like it, it, it can inject water through a small 
I don't know. I'm assuming it's like a tube and you can put it up your butt. <laughs> uh, you're, you're pretty darn close. If you jump into Best Wishes 4, you will see the shower head attachment that goes up your butt. And it's got a nice head on it. <laughs> I don't like. I don't know if the picture is deceptive or if that's the size of a human fist. I'm not really sure, but it is terrifying oh. looking to me. <laughs> yeah, dang. I hope that's stainless have... steel. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's stainless steel. It's gonna see a lot of action. It needs to be ready for it. I feel like it's some of that How cheap that? plastic that just has like the the chrome sticker on the outside that like flakes off as soon as you touch it. <laughs> Oh you definitely ordered stuff from Wish, I can tell, because I have to. And that's exactly what happens. It looks all nice and shiny. And then, like, a couple weeks later, whatever, like, the chrome paint comes off. Wow. Of the three of us, I, I'm the only one who's never ordered anything off Wish. So, uh, it's wow, time, guys. Lisa. Wow, guys. No, no, I don't think so. This isn't stuff that just anybody comes across for the most part, though. My algorithm is fucked because I like (laughs) when I see stuff like this, I'm like, well, I got to click on it and take a screenshot so that we can make a game out of it. So when I open it, it's just like giant dildos and (laughs) all kinds of (laughs) suggestions for you. (laughs) And it it comes up on my Facebook, too. As I'm scrolling, I get ads for wish.com. And it's just like crazy, crazy, like masks that are shaped like dicks and stuff <laughs> mine does that too because every time i see one i have to click on it too to just be like what is this <laughs> so my my recommendations are kind of strange <laughs> and uh, i just discovered this week that wish.com now has a tiktok account where they pay models to dance around in things that they bought from wish.com so like one of the ads i'm now getting is a girl dancing around wearing nothing but a bandana across her boobs and like it's like wish.com come check it out <laughs> good marketing point it actually was how much they pay yeah. it <laughs> you're gonna see Paige next week <laughs> yeah yeah I'll be wearing that elephant thing yeah. <laughs> oh my God. what are you stuffing in it exactly A banana <laughs> whatever they supply from wish.com which I heard you could buy yeah. that stuff too yeah, yeah. So here's the finale. This is anybody's game. Shout it out if you know it. We have penis and large cream herbal cream for man, $5.95. I'm guessing it's a a nice dick cream that plumps and, uh, you know, engorges. Yeah, like the lip gloss that you can put on and it makes your lips tingle and all puffy. I wonder if that's what it is. Is it in a, like a tube? Uh, it It is in a tube. And if you look at the picture, the picture is worth a, a thousand words for sure. Whoa. <laughs> wow. This wow. Looks like a 12-year-old boy doing graffiti on his friend's binder. <laughs> you called it. You call- And I like how there's obviously like hand-drawn penises, yet as a, a guy is receiving oral there's like a teeny tiny little circle the through it like this is not okay but look at how your dick will look yeah huge <laughs> huge it is two drawings and one of the drawings is like no can't show the penis and the other drawing is like penis <laughs> there's like four different things there's like something you might find at the doctor's office something you might find on a like a, a bathroom entrance something that you're you know, twelve-year-old cousin Drew, and then some Asian porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a total dude just sitting there, and it's covering up his penis with 
the tube of cream. <laughs> And he's buff. <laughs> that is one buff dude. And I like the says, big dick with the thumbs big up. With the thumbs up. <laughs> big dick, yeah. 38 centimeters. That could be you for the low, low price of five ninety five. <laughs> it's a low price, I mean. <laughs> Good gosh. Yikes. So that's all I have prepared for the best wishes game. Thank you two for playing. You are great sports. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if anybody won, <laughs> but I think we're all losers when we play best wishes. So um, weird transition. Hannibal is a good character on the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, is there anything that you ladies want to bring up about Hannibal that I'm just like dancing around that you haven't said anything about yet? Well, if you're okay with it, I'm going to go through my four pages of handwritten notes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Look on your face, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> um, no. Uh, no. I'll, I mean, <laughs> there's so much. Like, I sat there watching it, and my husband's like, can I watch with you? I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm going to pause it a lot. And he's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play some <laughs> off. Uh, and yeah, it took me probably like four hours to get through it, because I was like, stop. Write this down. Okay, go. Oh, stop. Write it down. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's just all these little itty-bitty things in there that were just so cleverly put in there. And, I mean, I think the directing was amazing. The The way the camera was working was amazing because there would be scenes where you would only have one person in the frame. And it would be a conversation and they go back and forth and it would only have that one person. And I feel like that was so smart because you can pick up on any little facial movement and it gave so much away like uh with dr Lecter, they were saying how he was mimicking a some kind of like lizard because lizards will only blink on purpose not because they have to so if you see him blink it's almost like starting a new paragraph to him in his mind i don't know if that makes any sense but if you watch how he blinks it's it just gives so much to the to the performance Totally, I agree. And it, the the fact that he doesn't blink a lot mm-hmm. is very un- unsettling. Yeah. Just like, it's crazy. He likes to sit in the dark and just stare, like, through his eyebrows at people. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, other a little fun fact. Uh, Martha Stewart was dating Anthony Hopkins. And uh, when she saw this movie, she dumped him because she's like, I just, I can't. After watching that, I can't. And I'm like, oh, they could have made such a cute couple. Holy crap. That's wild. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I love me some Martha Stewart, so I thought that was interesting. <laughs> it is so weird. It's I had I wrote that down, too. I had to because it's just bizarre on all fronts. One, Anthony Hopkins dating Martha Stewart. What the fuck? How did that happen? Two, <laughs> she was like, you're great, but you're so scary in that movie. I can't date you anymore. <laughs> It's like, yeah, sure, he was scary in the movie. Maybe he's, I've seen him in interviews. He seems like a really funny, like, down-to-earth guy. I think I would be able to, I don't know. I guess I could be just projecting that I would be like, how dare you break up with Anthony Hopkins? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you can't unsee things, even if it's not real, you know what I mean? Could be. Like penis enlargement cream ads on Wish. (laughs) He caressed Martha Stewart's finger with his finger, and she was like, can't do it, can't do it, nope. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If it were me, I'd be like, sold, when are we getting married? (laughs) I know, right? Can you imagine the two of them married right now? (laughs) That would be so 
so weird. He like writes symphonies and stuff in his free time. So like they would have a perfect house and like they just would be playing classical music and you'd go in, he'd bring you to the basement and they'd probably both eat you alive. Mm-hmm. She'd prepare you with a nice uh, Chianti. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was improvised. I was reading like trivia and that was totally improvised. And they said how unsettling it was. And they're like, we're going to keep it. Yeah. Let's keep that. Yeah, they kept it in the movie. And then it, later the director was like, God, that's so annoying of a sound. But he left it in because he knew it was good for the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how how often is that quoted? Fava beans and a nice Chianti. And then the... Yeah, that's... I can't do it really, but... It's hard to do. But it's that line and the good evening, Clarice, which was misquoted as hello, Clarice. Mm-hmm. And I think it's misquoted. Did you guys ever watch Cable Guy with Jim Carrey? Yes. In that, they go to medieval times and he puts chicken on his face and he goes, hello, Clarice. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's why the quote is misquoted because he he did a big reference in there. And since then, everyone's like, hello, Clarice. It's like, no, no, no. In the movie, it's good evening. I remember a commercial in the 90s where there was like the premise was there are two people working in a corner store and they like find ways to entertain themselves and that was what these commercials were and i remember they would like recreate movie scenes and that was like part of the the ad or whatever and they did one where one guy had a mop over his head so like the mop strings were on his head like a woman's hair i guess is what they're trying to simulate and somebody the other guy like popped out and he goes hello clarice and he goes oh and uh, that was why i always thought that it, that was the line in the movie like the mandela effect or whatever it turned yeah. out not to be yeah yeah We've talked about the Mandela effect before. That's pretty cool. I think I've seen that. Now that you described the mop on the head, sounding very familiar. Honestly, I forgot about it until it started coming out of my mouth. And I was like, holy shit, I'm remembering all this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, I found another thing. And I didn't read this anywhere. I kind of just, it popped in my brain. So, you know, Paige and I are very big into true crime, obviously. And we know quite a bit about serial killers. So... In the movie, when they're about to go, when the FBI is going to catch Buffalo Bill at the wrong city, they go to Calumet City, uh, Illinois. And actually, I was like, Calumet City, that sounds so familiar. So I started Googling, like, were there any other killers there? That's kind of the area that uh, John Wayne Gacy kind of patrolled and, like, looked for victims. I was like, holy crap, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know if, I can't remember if that was in the book at all, but I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat little wink, wink. Hmm. How do you do? Hmm. (laughs) well how do you do there (laughs) that's crazy i didn't know that i also saw that you might have seen this too uh ted levine who plays buffalo bill when they were setting up the the, you know they're trying to find the house to film that buffalo bill lives in they did it in bel-air ohio and Ted Levine actually grew up in Bel Air, Ohio. And the house that they found for Buffalo Bill to live in, you remember it's like an old lady's house and they're mm-hmm. down in the basement. It's actually the house that was next door to his high school girlfriend's house. Whoa. I did read that, yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? He was probably like, what the fuck? This is like meant to be. <laughs> They're like driving through the neighborhood. He's like, I know this neighborhood. My girlfriend used to live here. Pull up to the house. Oh, my God. That's her house right over there. We're going in this one. Yeah, I'm sure he sounded exactly like that. I feel like I've been here before. <laughs> yes. There we go. I, I needed it. that. I was like, do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> do we? <laughs> yeah, that guy's crazy. That is wild, though. I didn't, like, 
I wonder if his girlfriend still lived at that house and he's just like, I have a career now. <laughs> <laughs> I got the heck out of Bel Air, Ohio. <laughs> cool house i mean i wouldn't want to live in it after all that but <laughs> yeah like the basement i feel like has to be a set though like it's so big and there's a giant well in the basement but yeah that scene whew, probably when she's like looking at the the bloody finger marks all over the well and like the fingernails and shit oh that gets me like fingernail stuff really fucks me up yeah me too same same yeah. what was i watching i think it was uh black was a black swan and like she like had like a broken nail and she's peeling i can't do anything with nails or teeth that just freaks me out yeah teeth too for sure Blech. eyeballs for me really mm. oh i was gonna ask about the basement i've i'm from texas we don't have basements here um really? is, and you said it was kind of a large yeah because we, we have clay we don't have like oh. soil i guess gotcha. so it's really hard um giggity but um <laughs> sorry i had to Okay, so I was wondering, I'm sure you're familiar with basements, right? I'm in one right now. Okay, so was that oh. large basement large for a basement? Uh, that was huge like, for a basement. surface area. Okay, because I was trying to think about basements, which I've been in one. I've never had been in a house with one where I've lived there. But I was like, is that common in that area? Because the house didn't look that big. And then I was thinking about like... Sorry, John Benet Ramsey's house, and they had a giant ass basement. And I'm like, okay, is it just like rich people have huge, huge basements? And but this doesn't seem to fit. And you're right, it was, it was probably just the set and to make it a little bit more interesting, being large. I assume. I right? assume it was a set. Yeah, yeah, rarely does a basement like go wider than the actual house. Like usually, it's the same mm-hmm. foundation just underneath of it. So the fact that it had all these like corridors and shit was. It was definitely like either somebody intended to have a very large basement, probably because there was a well in it. So it's probably a really old house. But for the most part, that's very abnormal for basements. I never considered that there was people who've never been in basements before. That kind of blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Down in the south and like Louisiana and Texas, even in California a little bit, the water table is too high to have basements. It'll start to flood. Interesting. And that's why in Louisiana they can't bury bodies because the, the bodies don't, will start floating, up floating up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, like it it has to rain for like a week straight here because Pennsylvania is very hilly. We have lots of creeks and stuff, but I'm not in like any kind of uh, water warning area. My brain is spacing on what that's called. But even my basement fills with water sometimes it's happened like three or four times since i've lived here and the last time was after i started podcasting so that was almost catastrophic but <laughs> oh god it all worked out all yeah it got close it was pretty scary i like i was like you know it's been raining a while i ought to check and i was like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. yeah it was wild so it was the day after i had recorded an episode so i was like no episode this week it's gonna be a minute <laughs> <laughs> can't even go into my basement right now <laughs> so yep Interesting. Yeah, that's it's a very large basement. This is the whole point of that. <laughs> cool scene though. Poor Precious the dog. Like that dog didn't do anything. Oh, <laughs> Precious. Precious was played by Darla, just so you know. I like to watch oh. the credits. <laughs> Darla. Only one dog, so wow. Oh, they didn't do like a multiple dog d- thing. Precious no. was played by two different dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Bichon Frise. Yeah. No, I, I love, I mean, I do like Precious, but then I'm also like, damn it, Precious, shut the fuck up already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
like, shut that damn door. Doesn't she keep Precious in the movie? Like, after everything's done? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is, it looks like it. Like, they show her holding the dog, and she's like, don't don't take the dog yeah. away. I feel like I would give the dog. I mean, I love dogs. Love, love dogs. And so does Paige. I feel like I would say, you know what? Someone else keep this dog. Like, I just can't look at the dog. I, I Every agree. time it barked, I would have, like, PTSD. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I assume so. I don't know. But, yeah. You know, a close side topic about that. Apparently, Ted Levine and the girl who played, God, now I don't even remember her name, the character that's Catherine. in the well, Catherine, the actress, um, and Ted Levine were actually really good friends on set mm-hmm. to the point where uh, Jodie Foster called her um, Hurst, Patty Hurst, because she's falling, she's having Stockholm Syndrome, <laughs> <laughs> falling for the guy that kidnapped her. Right. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. And then there's a picture on IMDb of Ted Levine with that actress who plays Catherine. And they're like, you know, like buddy buddy looked like they'd just been chit chatting. I was like, that is cute. I like that. <laughs> I feel like sometimes actors who play bad guys have to do things like that just to be like, hey, by the way, I'm not really a serial killer. We're friends. <laughs> Everything's cool. <laughs> and I think I'd feel good about that as as the opposite actor, actress or whatever, because I think I would just get so nervous. Apparently, like, Jodie Foster avoided Anthony Hopkins on the set. She said he was so, like, scary to her that she kind of just wouldn't get too close. Yeah, I wondered about that. I wondered if she avoided him because he was scary, because she did say that he was scary and she avoided him. I also wonder, because she's such a method actor, if she was avoiding him so that they weren't too familiar on screen. So it's like strangers still. Mm -hmm. That could I be. just wondered. She didn't say that or anything. But I've heard that other actors, when they're playing bad guys, like when Ryan Reynolds was in fucking Amityville Horror. I don't know if you guys ever watched it. I don't think you should necessarily. <laughs> but he said he avoided the kids on set because he wanted them to be scared of him. Because he's, you know, he's such an amiable guy. He would have like made friends with them, and then they wouldn't have been as scared on the camera. Mm-hmm. That's another one that's on my list that I need to do a, de- a disc dump on. That one, I'm pretty confident it's going to go one way rather than another as far as keeping it or dumping it. Yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, dump it. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Well, speaking of keeping it or dumping it, that's the name of the show is we are watching these movies to decide if we're going to keep the disc or dump it. Um, in a digital society, it's kind of hard to justify keeping 700 movies or however many. I have like a ridiculous number of movies. So, and I got rid of a lot of them because I was like, there's no way I'm going to do an episode on each and every one of these things. So, yeah, we're, uh, did you guys watch Science of the Lambs on a streaming service or did you have the DVDs? Streaming service. I have the DVD, but I couldn't get it to work. So I had to rent it on Amazon Prime, but I do have the DVD. I don't know why it wasn't working, but huh. I will forever have this DVD. So I think you should too. Keep All it. All right. Keep I it. think we're unanimous. This is a keeper for sure, for sure. Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. Alrighty, so um, <laughs> let's talk about your show for a little bit for the audience. Uh, tell us about your show. I love your show. Your show is so much fun. Like it's, oh, I, I feel like you guys are my friends, even though this is the first time we're actually speaking to each other. So that, that's the the tone <laughs> of your show is definitely like you guys are so comfortable with each other that it it rubs off on the audience. Like it really feels like we're all sitting in a room together chatting about <laughs> murder and ghosts. <laughs> so. <laughs> Drinking, having yes, a drink. all the sours. Mm-hmm. All the various sours you're sipping on. 
Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I mean, Paige and I have been friends since uh, we were 15 years old. We met in high school, and, like, we hit it off instantly. Uh, been friends ever since, uh, even though, you know, time and distance has come between us. Like, you know, there was a time where, like, Paige and I, we probably didn't talk as much as we should, or it was just all through text. And then once we were like, hey, we should do a podcast together, and we just, like, reconnected, and, like, nothing ever changed. I feel like we yeah, just... Yeah, it was like no time had yeah. ever passed. Yeah, so I feel like... um Hopefully everybody does pick up on the fact that we're we're pretty cool and we vibe pretty well together and uh, I hope everyone does feel like they're a part of our show because that's how I feel about listening to other podcasts and Miles I was listening to one of your episodes on The Shining and Doctor Sleep and I I felt the same with you and your guests and I was like no no shut the hell up in the car and I know people were looking at me but I was like <laughs> it was so much fun just to be in my head, at least a part of the conversation. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, that's my friend Reno. He's he has some very bold opinions on classic movies like The Shining. Yes, he does. And I was like, I wonder if, if maybe me and Miles and he can get together and do that one again because I have some things to say. Yeah. <laughs> I have some strong Give opinions over. too. So, anyways, but yeah, so uh, yeah, hopefully we appreciate every- that. Thank yeah. you, Miles. I really like hearing that perspective because we've only been. I say only, but we've only been doing this since February and we don't, we, you know, we just keep going. We don't really stop to like ask people things and hear their opinion on the podcast. Not on purpose. It's just like, we're really busy. Mm. So I really appreciate hearing that you like it and it feels like they're friends, you know, we're friends on there and that you enjoy it. I'm glad. Thank yeah. you, Miles. Thank we you. Enjoy oh, thank too. you. That's very sweet of you. I want to say thank you to the band The Jazz June for the use of our theme song Viva La Speed Metal off of the album The Medicine. That is some good rock and roll music. If you're looking for that kind of thing, you should definitely find a way to support them because they are not a big band, but I think they deserve to be. They have a lot of really good songs and they got me through some really hard times when I was an angsty teenager. So that's The Jazz June. I also want to say thank you to The Fat Rat for the use of the song Unity which we use to bring us in and out of the ad spots and end every episode. Check out that music on YouTube. That's The Fat Rat Unity. If you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that little PP in there. It's important. On Twitter, you can find me at the disc dump and see all the people I network with, very similar to the near-death dolls. Uh, on Instagram, there's the disc dump podcast. Again, don't forget the PP in there. On Facebook, you can look up disc dump podcast and there's a page and a group. Join the group and see all the stupid memes I post. <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. ladies, how can they find you? <clears throat> okay, you can find us uh, on any... Uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah, anyway, anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you, Paige. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. You can tweet us on Twitter at Near Death Dolls. Or you can send us an email at neardeathdolls at gmail.com. Heck, Heck yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I have a recommendation. Let's see. Um, big thanks and big shout out to Sam Hears, who does our intro music, did our cover art or whatever you want to call it, our artwork, and helped named the show and has been in an episode. And anyway, that's my boyfriend, Sam. And if you want to find his music and his artwork, you can find him on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, DeviantArt as Sam Hears, S-A-M-H-E-A-R-S. 
that's not his last name. I did think that was his last name for a long time. But <laughs> he's <laughs> anyway. a he's a talent. He's got some skills. I was enjoying listening to the episode he came on with you guys too. So yeah, I recommend him. He's he's great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So he he's also on Twitch. Sorry. So if you want to go on Twitch to find him, it's Sam he- at Sam Hears on Twitch, and he does his music and his art and plays video games cool. on there. Well, yeah, that was a plug and a recommendation for Sam Hears. Lisa, do you have any recommendations? Actually, I do have a recommendation. I know Paige and I have talked about it. I can't remember if it was on our Patreon only or if we actually did an episode um, for everyone to hear. But there's a show on uh, Amazon Prime that I am just obsessed with and I'm rewatching. Uh, it's called Truth Seekers. And it has uh, the guys from like Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. It has Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and it has Malcolm McDowell in it too. Ooh. And basically, it's a really funny show about these guys who almost are like putting on their own like YouTube show where they're being kind of a uh, X-File-y and there's aliens and there's all kinds of weird ghosts and it's it's hilarious and I'm loving it so so much I got to the end and I'm like I need more so if you're looking for something fun and kind of sci-fi-ish uh, Truth Seekers on Amazon Prime is what I would recommend hell yeah I didn't know it was a show I thought it was just a movie but I'm definitely gonna jump into it now that I know it's a show too awesome thank you so good yeah it's funny well thank you for doing this episode with me it was a lot of fun we enjoyed ourselves very much good i'm glad totally yes thank you so much well audience until next week bye bye now